Welcome, Internet, to the Megavision Sideshow, the companion to the companion podcast of Megavisions Magazine, where we stray away from gaming news, what we've been playing, to talk about just one movie, TV show, or maybe a single genre or game. This is so mislabeled already in my notes. This is not episode that. It's gonna be episode... This is episode 31 of the Megavision Sideshow. We are recording on May 31st, so 31st on the 31st. That's fitting. Um, With me today is Flipstick6 on Chris. Let's get it. And I would like to know more. I am Scotty Moe. You guessed it. Would you like to know more? Yes, I would, and you guessed it, loyal <laughs> listeners. We are talking about the movie Starship Troopers today. Uh, this was a sci-fi, crazy, satire, war romp released in 1997. In the distant future, high school kids are encouraged to become citizens by joining the military. What they don't know is that they'll soon be engaged in a full-scale war against a planet of alien insects. The fight is on to ensure the safety of humanity. Uh, Shouts out to uh, the IMDb user Christopher Von Pelt for writing that. Um, This movie, we'll go over some numbers and some actors and actresses. Box office-wise, the budget was estimated to be $105 million, with the opening weekend in the U.S. being $22 million, and the cumulative worldwide gross was $121 (laughs) million. So, it beat it. it's crazy. That's that's large amounts, the but there's was again? the budget was estimated to be 105 million. Okay, so yeah, so it, it made a profit then. Yeah, it made a profit. Uh, there's it's like 80 percent of the movie is CG, so I wouldn't be surprised if like 90 percent of it was in front of a green screen. So um, it really was uh, that probably since it was in the late 90s, that's probably where most of the budget went. Um, but this has a crazy cast. Um, the main character, Casper, uh, main character, Johnny Rico played by Casper Von Dean has not really been in much other notable things that I think even fans of this would see, except for maybe Alita, but that was a small bit part. Alita battle angel. We mentioned, um, off the podcast, I should say we discovered that, uh, he was in sleepy hollow, the 1999 release. And also apparently Tarzan and the lost city in 98. So he was in stuff, but then just, it was just like, what, what, uh, who are you? Um, I think he, he, he's now that, that kind of guy that just pops in a random, uh, like sci-fi, uh, movie. And yeah. you're just like, Oh, I know that guy. And he's just, you know, in, in the movie for maybe 30 seconds, uh, right. all together. And he just kind of lends a name cause he, was attached to this semi, you know, popular sci-fi movie, you know, in the late nineties or whenever this was released. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Uh, also though, Denise Richards, she was in the world is not enough. Wild things love actually, uh, Jake Busey, um, which Chris mentions Gary Busey's son. Um, I'm surprised you did it. Get that. I don't. I mean, I know. I I knew his face. I I'm very bad with names, and if I'm not familiar with the actor themselves, then I don't know. Um, let me see. Uh, let's see here, real quick. Look at Jake Busey's other stuff. Identity, The Frighteners. Oh, okay. Also, oh, Contact. Yeah, yeah. He was in The Frighteners. Yeah, he was really good at that. There you go. Um, other notable, Dina Meyer, uh, or Mayer. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right or not, but she was in Johnny Mnemonic. Uh, she was also in the first Saw movie, also Star Trek Nemesis. Um, 
and uh, Clancy Brown. He, if those, uh, Chris, you started this game, I believe, with one of your daughters, uh, Detroit Become Human. Um, he was the grizzled, hard-boiled detective who was pissed off to be partnered with an android. Ah, oh, wow. Okay. Hm. Yeah. Well, he's he's very young in this, but um, so that's the 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 uh the sergeant. I believe he's a sergeant at boot camp. Is that what he is initially? Uh, the the he he was the their troop leader essentially, while they're on base anyway. No, I'm, I no no I'm, I'm just trying to put a I'm trying to think back who that was because he was the the troop leader was kind of an older guy. Are you talking about kind of like they're like they're like MTI uh, or whatever? Oh boy, you're gonna start using military terms that I don't know. <laughs> um. Yeah, despite having relatives in the armed forces, I don't know ranks. I don't know things like that. So I apologize ahead of time. I'm going to mess this up. Maybe Chris will help correct me on these. Um, but Clancy Brown, he was the he was the drill sergeant at the beginning of their boot camp who yes. uh, dizzy challenged him and stuff. But um, I say that he looks younger in this because in Detroit Become Human that I just played a couple years ago, he's an older man. He's an elderly, almost elderly, like too old to be still a detective or whatever he is in that game. Okay. Um, yeah, and then also of note, uh, probably arguably the biggest name in this now, Neil Patrick Harris. Uh, it's just it's like really, I mean, he was, he's not even in the movie a whole lot. No, um, not but at all. He, I kind of hate him though. <laughs> like he's he's not uh, uh, like he just seems kind of like a dick. Well, he's not. He's this was like. Let me see here. Let me check. Um, I'm checking his uh, IMDb as well because after this movie in 97 he did a couple other movies but he was getting back into tv after that essentially uh so he wasn't ever really i mean he was known as doogie hauser before most of this uh, that's yep. what kick-started his career yeah um sure. but uh yeah so he's we'll get we'll get to his role what he does and everything um but uh, this is a – there's a lot of other parts, though. Or there's other actors. Um, like there's uh, the – oh, shit. What did we what – what, what did we just watch? I can't remember now. Crap. But the dude who is another pilot um, – let me find him if I can here. I'm doing so bad at this stuff. Because <laughs> uh, there – oh. No, not that one. My bad. Um, but there – I remember – during one of the pilot scenes, one of the earlier kids, we'll get to it, but the girl who was eventually in, I believe, Dawn of the Dead and then the Walking Dead series, um, she's in this super briefly. Um, so it's got a lot of people that you're like, wait, is that? I think it is. Holy crap. But yep. also, this is a two-hour and ten-minute action movie, so you're going <laughs> to see a lot. And um, I think what we'll do first is just talk about, you know, as we always open it up, we we discuss if this is our first time or when we first saw it or, or things like that. So was this your first time seeing this movie, Chris? Oh, I've seen this movie, you know, quite a lot over the years. I, I, I can't remember. 97. Was... Do you think you saw it in theaters? <sighs> I, I, I very well could have. I just don't remember exactly when, but I know mm -hmm. it was around that time when I first saw it, and I, I, I didn't remember like what I thought of the movie going into it, but it was not kind of what I expected it to be. I remember that, like it was like I, I thought it was going to be a more kind of straightforward and, and serious sci-fi movie, but it's this kind of weird, kind of 
sci-fi, but there's a lot of like comedy and and kind of like parody and stuff uh, going yeah. on it. And uh, but I I really liked it. Uh, you know, after I, I watched it, uh, I was a big fan, and I've I've just it's it's one of those movies that when you you talk to some friends and you're talking about different sci-fi movies, you always kind of bring up just to make sure people have watched it because it there is a mm-hmm. lot going on uh, here that you know they this movie does really well I think. Yeah. Uh, and so it's it's just a it's just a fun movie kind of overall. Yeah, yeah, and I I know that I did not see this in theaters initially because '97 uh, I was in oh seventh or eighth grade, uh, so I was not going to go see an R-rated movie. Um, That's a good point too, because yeah, I mean, ninety. How old were you in '97? Uh, Twelve. <laughs> okay, because I'm I'm. I'm only a few years older than you, so I may not have even. I'm trying to think. Like I'm, I was like 16, maybe 17. So I, you're mm-hmm. right. Like that's a good point. Like I don't. Maybe I wasn't old enough to see this in theaters. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't know when I saw it, but I know it was before college at least. Uh, maybe it was just like, like a buddy's house in high school or something. But I definitely remember seeing it before. Um, thousands of sequels were released, uh, but. Uh, it, it it is a satire. We should emphasize that. I think people that don't like it, I'm not going to generalize, but I think people that hate this movie or think it's dumb as hell might not know that it's a satire. Right. Because um, yep. there's there's tons of things like Twin Peaks is a satire on stuff, but people are just like, dude, that's batshit insane. That show is dumb as hell. Or um, like The Office is a good example of how very dry humor, definitely a satire on obviously office life and office working, but. Um, you you could sit that next to like office space where that's just a straight up comedy, but not too far from the truth in a lot of office experiences. But mm-hmm. the office, there's no canned laughter. There's no like drop dead, uh, uh, fall on the floor, laughing jokes and stuff like that. So it's a lot more dry. And I will admit that I did not understand the appeal after watching the first season of the office. Um, but I think it's along those lines is, um, you know, kind of also if you, it's not a satire, but like what we do in the shadows, people right. might not think that's dumb because they might try to take it too serious or something. So um, I think that at first glance, people might think, oh, this is an action movie. This is going to be balls to the walls. Awesome. All the way through, you know, explosions everywhere and tits everywhere and all that stuff. <laughs> uh, there, are, there, there is plenty of tits going on. I'll say that. Yep. I and explosions. Know so much about the action, but lots of tits. Yeah, the I will uh, something I want to say, and we won't go beat for beat, um, but I do want to mention the very beginning, even like how the credits start. Um, it is before before even the movie visually starts when there's just credits. The the title screen for Starship Troopers is just plain ass white font on black background, and I'm just like, man, they put no effort into that. But then I thought, you know what? Since it is a satire, and the the first five minutes of it are just straight up propaganda film. I wonder if they started it like that on purpose to make it seem like this is just a propaganda, like just a broadcasting thing, like very uh, informative first. So that's why the name is up there so plainly. Cause otherwise you would think like, while they're battling starship troopers would fly by in an explosion or something. You know what I mean? That's, that's a, that's really 
kind of cool. Like I, I didn't even pick up on that at all. So, <laughs> well, I, I don't know if it was exactly that, but that's kind of how I saw it, just because of how this right. does yeah. play on, um, you know, the the commercials that would play before movies when movies were literally invented, uh, and finally on quote unquote the silver screen and the big screen where they would have like you can do your part, donate your rubber, and that's going to go to being made into tank treads, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> Um, and, uh, uh, but that, that stuff is kind of great. Cause we mentioned that they're fighting giant insects. So there's one of those propaganda ads, which is literally kids stepping on cockroaches and stuff, which <laughs> all, uh, although I will say not too good on the movies part that they were killing real bugs, just cause even that is frowned upon now. Like it, it's, they're killing actual living things, not, not, um, toys or whatever and stuff like that so they wouldn't even be able to get away with that i don't think right now uh, in today's climate anyway but um the start of the movie you know what this movie is right away and you know that it is a satire on military uh life not lifestyle but like fighting the good war and all of that and and what it lays out in the beginning is that clendathu is an alien uh I can't remember if that's the solar system or if that's the planet. I think that's the solar system that the bugs are from. But there's essentially yeah. this. Is it? Is it that it's a solar system? I I thought. I, thought I don't know how important it is, honestly. Yeah, like I don't I don't know, but that's basically kind of just like where they're from. So. Yeah. So we learn straight up there's a solar system where these bugs are from, and they the uh, since it has two stars in the middle, a stronger gravitational pull, and so it's pulling in all these asteroids, and somehow the bugs are launching those asteroids at planet Earth. Yeah. And uh, they don't they, really they, explain <laughs> like the, like the, the practicality of like how they're just like slingshotting uh, like a random asteroid right. know, at, at at our planet, but. That's some like a really asshole move though too. It's like why why would you even start some shit right. you know with just another planet? So you're just like, you know, kind of flicking these giant asteroids uh, you know, across the universe. And they don't get into how that started or why they are doing that actually either. I realize they don't really there's no history other than they are throwing shit at us, we are going to fight back and wipe them out. You know? Yeah. I mean, that's that's basically that's kind of all, I guess, reason you need for this movie. You know, it's just like they started, yeah. you know, to just exist. That's that's all we need, really. Um, so, oh, and before I get far from it, this movie was actually based on a book called uh, "Bug Hunt at Outpost 9, which is actually based off. Uh, but then it got renamed because that's I don't know if that's exactly based off of the book or what exactly, but. The, there is a book called Starship Troopers by Robert Heinlein, who is the author of Stranger in a Strangeland. He's more well-known for that, but um, this does – it has some parallels, very little, because they turn it into an action flick more than a political satire, which is what starts the Robert the Heinlein book was. Uh, okay. So this so this movie is based on a book based on a book. <laughs> Interesting. That's crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah, um, I I only actually knew that outside of the Wikipedia and IMDb because I got away with writing a book report on the original Starship Troopers book. Um, So that was uh, points for me because I enjoyed reading sci-fi and shit like that. Even though it was more, I I learned the hard way, it was more political than sci-fi, but I still enjoyed it because I could relate it to that movie, I guess, to this movie. Oh, cool. Um, But it is, uh, 
I mean, Heinlein's a good author, so I'd still recommend that in general. I don't know if I'd recommend it just to anyone that's a fan of this movie exactly, but, you know, maybe check it out if you can. Does it, um, does it break, like, quite uh, a bit away, like, from what the, the book was? The main thing that the movie takes from the book is that you have to earn your citizenship by joining the armed forces, um, which is what we should mention in this uh too so you don't just become a citizen by being born in whatever said country or anything you actually have to serve in i guess we'll call this the army for lack of a better word um because they never you know if they were marines they would totally call themselves space marines because that title's thrown around any chance you can in a sci-fi movie right yeah yeah it's 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 weird it's it's almost like there's not separate uh like uh, services anymore it's almost mm-hmm. like it's just like a single service type of thing and you're either you know you're either a pilot uh you're a kind of a grunt or you're some sort of like engineer or something that or you know doctor that kind right. of exists in the middle between that um and if you're going to you know kind of uh enlist or or you know sign up to serve you're going to go in one of those paths like no matter kind of like what you do so yep yeah 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 so the um but the movie starts with propaganda just kind of asking you to enlist and and saying and using that catchphrase would you like to know more and then you see a fake cursor go ahead and click on the word more and stuff <laughs> which i, I thought you know, was good I, I that is one of the coolest parts about the the, the whole movie because it, it feels interactive like it, it it definitely feels uh like way more futuristic than probably what a lot of us were even seeing day to day back in 97 you know because i I don't think i was like using the internet all that much or anything like that back then so this Mm -hmm. was it was just like a really neat uh like you know like i guess little device that i had never seen a movie do before you know it's kind of weird yeah and they didn't um they didn't go they didn't try to go too far too future sci-fi with it it was literally just a browser window they could have been like they could have had like some idiot with a vr helmet on or something you know uh just because it's the future um although i will say i'm sorry go ahead (laughs) i was just gonna say i did i take i i i say that but i did notice one scene where a character was handing another character a cup of coffee in a clear coffee mug and i'm like oh clear coffee mugs it must be the future you know (laughs) (laughs) oh that's hilarious what were you gonna say though? Oh God, I just sorry. Lost my train of thought. That, that's all right. Um. So, but the the main character Rico, um, he lives in Buenos Aires, and yes, South America. Despite being they the that's that's kind of weird. They never really yeah. explain like how that happens. Like, why are all these white kids in South America like going to school? Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Um, but they all—they're in—they're in high school, even though they look like they could be uh, beyond college with their ages. But that's oh, just how. Easily. Yeah, that's just how it was. Uh, and they also all live in houses that are like, um, you know, barely any walls, all windows, like very open. You know, Tim Allen from Galaxy Quest's house or something. Um, <laughs> or it's—I it's, don't know what it says about me that I keep going back to Galaxy Quest, but. Um, I think it says that you want to do Galaxy Quest one of these days. Oh, that'd be so easy. Yeah, that that would be very. We'd have plenty to say about that, I'm sure. I would uh, just talk about how hot Sigourney Weaver is in that movie. Sure, um, but they like 
they all live in the or oh, well, he is actually a rich kid, I guess. Rico is anyway, but still, it's just yeah. a yeah. weird high school. Um, he does have his like tablet and stuff, and he's drawing love note comics or whatever to his girlfriend with the big <laughs> eyebrows. Oh boy, yeah. that was so awkward. Like, it, it. I don't know. It's like you you think if if we're that far into the future, you you think that we'd have a little bit of better UI than that. Yeah. Something it was yeah it was weird it almost looked like a like it was trying to be a chalkboard too because wasn't it uh, either a black or green background or something I forget that's not important um, I could be totally wrong on that but so like they're you know high school buddies uh, Denise Richards Neil Patrick Harris and Rico um, and they are they they the kids are all into joining up and they're all about it and they wanna they wanna do their part for the good fight um, and then. You know, uh, what's his name? Um, I don't know any of the characters' names except for Rico because I just know them better as their real names. But NPH, Neil Patrick Harris and Rico are hanging out and like NPH is trying to get him to study to become psychic. And this is never touched on. And I kind of like that, that there are just psychic humans Um because they're they're studying it's a thing at the beginning of Ghostbusters with Peter Venkman with Bill Murray's character where he's yep, trying to get yep. the kids to predict the next playing card from a deck of cards and Rico can't get it but I thought he did guess the ace of spades for something he did so he what did. the hell was that I don't know like was he supposed to guess the presented card rather than the next one I don't know um but like there's this little scene the only reason the only reason I'm going so much into this scene is because it is crucial to the plot later on um Neil Patrick Harris has like this tubing system for his ferret to run around and the ferret comes in for a treat he gets a treat and then he lays on the keyboard and he's like uh oh scruffy that's not his name at all uh what are you doing buddy and he just says to the ferret go bug mom and then the ferret runs away, and Rico's like, "How do you do that? What did you What did you tell him?" And he's like, "I just made him think that there is a grub crawling on my mother's leg, and he's going to go get it." And then you hear his mom scream. So he, so with that lesson he's trying to teach Rico and the ferret there, it tells us that he has a psychic ability with only animals, or at least just non-human things. Um, not that he can per se read minds but that he has some sort of psychic ability and it's not brought up again until near the end of the movie it's just that it's just a thing um that some people have i guess uh but so rico's parents they don't want him to go and join up they want to take him on vacation um and that was so weird yeah it was very it's very strange, and it might also be our backgrounds that we come from that we have. You you have served, and I have people right, yeah. close to me that have. So maybe it's just weird to us that somebody wouldn't be supportive of it. But there's definitely, you know, you get those people that are like, ah, oh, you're not fighting for this shitty country. What has it ever done for you? And, you know, stuff like that. But they really didn't have a, a reason. They never really gave them a legit reason. They just kind of danced away from, we got a present for you that you think we think you're going to... It's going to convince you to stay, and we're going on vacation. Like, seriously, that's or, it? Or, like, present some sort of, like, reason why he shouldn't go do that. Like, maybe... Buy him a car or the, something. Like, maybe he's supposed to take over the family business or mm-hmm. something like that. Like, it's like, there, there's nothing... There's not uh, an alternative that his parents are, are kind of, like, presenting him uh, to... to even, like, really make sense of, like, why they have such a negative reaction for him yeah. 
deciding to join up. It was it was really weird. Outside of really safety, like they want them to be safe, and right, I guess yeah. maybe they're thinking like you don't need the money. Uh, you're safe here with us. We have money and to support you and whatever. That's that's they only kind of say the safety thing, but they never say money is an issue or or would be or whatever. Um, so it's kind of weird, but you know whatever. Uh, well, they live in a glass house, so I assume yeah. they're rich. Exactly. That. Yep. That checks out. Uh, <laughs> do we want to talk about the cool not football sports game? What was that? I don't what know. Was that? I did think they, it was. They look like they're wearing like lacrosse helmets or something. Yeah, or like just the goalie, or, or not, or like just a hockey helmet, but definitely barely any pads. Um, yeah. It is a co-ed sport, which is interesting because it's full contact, barely any pads. But I mean, I don't know. I, I've met I've met some ladies that would do just fine in football, though. So, but it's interesting that that uh, and it's high school, and clearly, I don't know. Th- this was the only part of budget wise that was a little hard to believe that this small court would be inside. Like, I feel like it still would have been one of those classic Friday night lights, like outdoors you know, in the stadium lighting or whatever. That's how it, it, that's how it should, should have been played for sure. Yeah. I think it loses a little bit of emphasis that it's in this smaller padded gym or something to me for some reason. Um, it almost felt like there was like a little bit of like, uh, lesser gravity or something going on there because people are doing like flippy shit all over the place. Oh, you don't, you don't do that. Like, I mean, your kids are into sports. They don't do those front midair flips when they're trying to avoid people. Sometimes, but it's not 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 like every play. There's not flippy shit going on. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. What uh they they say to do like the flip flip stick six on cue or whatever, and that causes Rico to do like a front midair flip and uh, dodge some guys that were jumping at him to get the he scores that winning point, and the douchebag jock on the other team that was hitting on his girlfriend couldn't get him in time. I, I don't really even... think. I really think this would have been the if this would if this movie would have come out on the Sega CD, this could oh, have geez. been the system seller for the the Sega CD because this it, it seems like this would play so well into like what the the whole FMV yeah. movement like during that whole time frame would have been because you have like you you have all the sports stuff at that one you know like scene. You have right. all the crazy space navigation, but then you also have like these uh, like intricate like battles and everything like that. That could have been completely a, a great uh, Sega CD game if it had been cut into some sort of like gameplay. Uh, even if it was like a like a uh, quick time style thing, I think it would have been perfect. I think so. Yeah, I could totally see that happening. Yeah, even down to like it was just a few, I guess it was a few years too late. Yeah, you know, back yeah. In so it wouldn't have matched up. But if 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 this could have come out earlier, this would have been perfect, man. Right. The perfect. Yes, that is a word for it. Um, <laughs> well, I, yeah, I mean, I guess. But there, Maybe the... not perfect. But it would have it it, could, it it would have been better than probably ninety five percent of the stuff that we got on the Sega CD. Yeah, I I could see like the very the last level being like you're going down the tunnel and trying to shoot yep. bugs in there in the in the nest and everything, something and like it, that. And Denise Richards like turns to the camera and like looks right at you, like come on, we gotta do this mission. You blew it this time, soldier. Something like that. <laughs> Click to so, no more. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh man, that there apparently there was a video game, and we can talk about that at the end. Uh, well, we can talk about it anytime. Who cares? Like there was a Starship Troopers PC game I did not know about. I wow, did not know that. Yeah, it was apparently it was slated to come out on the PS2, but did not. But it released on Windows in 2005. Um, it has Jeez, single like, player like and multiplayer. Years later. Yeah. <laughs> well, why? let me see here, because there were maybe there would have been a resurgence four, around that time. There something. were five movies that released overall: Starship Jeez. Troopers, Starship Troopers Two, Hero of the Federation, which was in 04, just before the game came out; Starship Troopers Three, Marauder, which Rico returned for; Starship Troopers Invasion, and most recently in 2017, Starship Troopers Traitor of Mars. That one was like a like a animated one though wasn't it the most recent one yeah and then yeah, there was yeah. a there was a tv series that i do remember catching in the morning called roughneck starship troopers chronicles yeah. uh yeah 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 and apparently i don't know that it was related to the book or anything but there oh okay it is based on the book by heinlein um starship troopers there's an ova from 1988 it's a six episode ova so maybe really? that's something wow. to Add down the oh, line here. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I had no idea. Yeah, but this is so that it would that was long before the, the this movie came out. So it's it's straight up based on the novel. Um, but you know, the more you know on Wikipedia, I guess. Um, let's see here. Yeah, that those sports are great. That sports game was great. Uh, <laughs> and when they, it's worth noting when they all hand in their papers that. Rico wants to be infantry. Neil Patrick Harris wants to be... He wants to do... Like, he wants to do intelligence. Military intelligence, essentially. Um, and he scores Wait, real well on his math test, so he'll get it. Of course. That's all but it like, takes. The, the, but what it, it says, like, when he actually, like, uh, like finds out what career field he's going into, it, it was something... It, it wasn't intelligence. It was, like, some sort of, like... Oh, gamer, yeah. Gamer, like... I, I games, and, exactly. games and theory. Yeah, yeah, it's like that. I was like, okay, that sounds pretty awesome, but doesn't really lead me to believe that it's like on military intelligence. Right, it is weird, but yeah, it is essentially that. It's the intelligence division, and um, and Rico's girlfriend, uh, Denise Richard, she wants to be a pilot, um, and she's so happy and go lucky about it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she is. But the I think it. I'm pretty sure this has been in other movies. Um, but when they're handing in their papers, uh, the the guy taking the papers and and signing everybody in, he has a mechanical right hand, and he shakes Rico's hand as the other two have already walked away. He's like, "Well, good for you, son." And he's like, "Mobile infantry made me the man that I am today." And then he scoots <laughs> oh, away in his chair, and he doesn't have any legs. Yeah, that was really that that was a crazy scene. That was yeah. Wild. Um, I feel like that's been done in, in movies. You've definitely heard that line before in yep. other things, though, you know. Um, but even that, it's like, oh, that's funny. But then at the same time, like, oh, that's horrible. So, uh, so yeah, yeah. But At that point, you kind of begin to question, like, why are you going infantry at this point? The dude, like, lost not only his arm, which, honestly, that was kind of cool, but, uh, like, he obviously lost his legs and, and why wouldn't they at least give him some bionic legs if they can do this awesome arm that's like fully functional yeah exactly that it, which makes even less sense when 
you know, we don't see people getting limbs rejuvenated entirely, but we see Rico, he got one of the bugs, um, pokey legs straight through his leg. And he's, he's, but he's in a, like a, a tank for three days in this ecto cooler, yep. just getting it all sewed up. Good as, good as gold. Um, it's basically the, the same like little device that Luke was in, like in Star Wars, like when he had to like recover. Oh, after losing his hand and everything. Yep. Yep. He's just floating yeah. in that tank. And we do see I like when they like, get to, was off. I think when he was like, uh, you know, like stranded out there, they had to put him in that for a little bit. Oh, just okay. like a big sauna or or like hot tub, basically. Yeah. Uh, the um another hint of their future liquid is at boot camp. One of the troops, one of the rookies, gets his arm straight up broken. Like the bone is definitely exposed, but not under the sleeve. But we can't see it under the sleeve other than a bump. But then in the next scene, they're at the chow hall, and he just has like a bag around his arm with blue liquid in it, and I guess that's healing the broken bones. <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was like some sort of like weird like gel cast or something. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, All right, yeah, yeah. We 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 set your bones and we wrapped you up. You're good to go. Like, go get some chow. Right. Um. The uh. So how? Okay. So yeah, you've you've gone through your paces. You retired recently, Chris. How much of this is at all like relatable, or did you just snicker at like? I can imagine from my stories from my brother. Uh, like with mail call and stuff i know i know that they do and you guys probably did as well like you you keep what you get private otherwise you'll get made fun of and just uh it's thrown everywhere and shit like that if somebody else gets a hold of it is that kind of true or is there anything that felt reminiscent of stuff that you went through in this there's definitely that um like you know that the, the whole scene of of when he gets the uh the video call or whatever from denise richards and on that future mini disc (laughs) <laughs> right, yeah. Um there's that there's that kind of like, you know, joking around and, and things like that. Like if people get, you know, like uh some pictures or something from their wife or girlfriend or whatever, like mm-hmm. that that was relatable, but outside of that, like there's not a lot going on that <laughs> was anywhere near like what my real life experience like going through basic training was. You weren't running around obstacle courses with live rounds? Nope, nope. <laughs> We, we 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 did shoot live rounds in in basic, but mm-hmm. uh, we were you know like we were in like heavy kind of like surveillance and you know it, we were only shooting in like prone positions and things like that. Like we weren't running around with uh, you know like live rounds and shit like that. That would have been stupid. Yeah, yeah, that is that is stupid. The, so they get to boot camp though. When they're at boot camp. Um, the uh i i do probably one of my favorite parts in this movie uh they're throwing knives at the targets throwing knives and um one of them i forget his name's ace in this but he's he's a douchebag he befriends rico kind of against rico's really desire to that's um, jake Busey. yeah jake Busey, good old ace with the big teeth <laughs> yeah. and big, i love that guy he i'm i'm glad of the characters that make it through this i'm glad he was one of them um but like they're throwing knives and he ace is like he essentially asks the question i don't get it sarge why are we why are we practicing knives when we're going to have nukes like basically asking why are we bring in knives to a gunfight and right. the sarge is like all right rookie go ahead and put your hand on that wall he's like he he does it hesitantly then the sarge grabs the knife and throws it directly at his hand and he goes um, if the enemy cannot push the button, he cannot launch the missile or something like that. And I was just like, 
That's great. Because <laughs> I it just didn't thought... really make a lot of sense, but it 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 was awesome. I yeah, <laughs> I mean he could have he could have just as easily said you're not going to have infinite ammo on the field, you know, something like that. Right. But, yep. Yep. Um. So I thought I thought that was that was good because he wasn't being an asshole about also... it or anything. Yeah, yeah, but I also love just like this guy is has literally thrown a knife through one of his recruits' hands. Yep. And then he's also, like, caused a compound fracture of, like, someone's, like, forearm. And, and he just he, yells for medic. And also, is like, beat up a woman. And it just, yeah, it's just like, this guy is crazy. Mm-hmm. It's great. I mean, it's also, it's just, you know, since it's a satire, they do everything to the nth degree. And, the, right, right. you know, you still get your ass kicked at boot camp and everything. And that's what makes you stronger. But this takes it to another uh, it's so ridiculous that <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious yeah. in in a lot of levels, um, but uh, yeah. So it, it and it also almost feels like they're just constantly getting ready for war so much that they don't have a designated area for almost boot camp because everything is going on in the same mass opening. Um, uh, to the point that they have they had like a capture the flag thing with basically laser tag, but then. Later on in that same area, almost they're having live rounds, just going through, going over hills and stuff, and just practicing like squad calls and whatever. And and that's how uh, Rico gets one of his dudes to take off his helmet, and then that Ooh. dude gets his head blasted off. Um, that that looks so fake, though. The prosthetic, uh, not the prosthetics, but the practical effects. If they had like not stayed on it as long as they had for that split second, I feel like it would have looked yeah. a little better. Um. But uh, but th- that but that I thought that was that was a crazy scene though too. That was like yeah, because we hadn't really seen that kind of violence yet. I think that was kind of like the uh, first. Well, the first I... scene with the news reporter and the uh, like for some reason on the field, literally the battle zone, we see people get ch- uh, bitten in half that's and stuff. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that's true. But it it just came. It, it was still a shock, at least to me. Like I was like, holy crap. Like yeah. that, that it, like I, I wasn't, I wasn't ready for, you know, for like that to happen. And so it came as a shock, but, uh, I, I felt bad because I liked that dude, man. He was just kind of like a good old boy, you know? And just, yeah. It wasn't he the farmer kid or something. He was, yeah. He was a farmer kid. I think, uh, man, he, he was, he was in some, I'm trying to think what movie he was in because I remember oh, boy. him being in. And he always kind of played like kind of like the dumb guy or something. God, I, I can't remember what it was. But anyway, um, I, I just I, I liked him as an actor. And I it just kind of sucked like him just dying in basic training, essentially, uh, on kind of like this like really shitty, you know, like kind of circumstance. Yeah, that does. That does suck. Um, the the movie it, and and you know you mentioned that because you get to know the characters though and yeah I I feel like you know this movie's it's an action movie that's over two hours long and that is not something that happens normally uh, now outside of today's norm with the Marvel films and everything of course but um but that in mind I felt like uh you've seen the movie Full Metal Jacket right of course yeah so that movie has very much very similar pacing in that you learn about all the characters and you get to know all the characters. Um, but it leads it up to a good, uh, in a good way that you see, they go from like the cast to just another, 
uh, person on the field, essentially. And I feel like that movie does this as well. Otherwise, there's no reason it needs to be this long. But you really do see them start as high schoolers to go through basic training, to go through just a span of about a little over a year to see how yeah. much like Rico goes up in the ranks, um, how his friends come and go, how he loses his loved ones so uh, not quickly, but how he loses them and how he builds as a person. Um, and despite how over the top a lot of these scenes and portions of this movie are, I feel like that's why it's as long as it is so that you have a connection to the, to the, um, to the characters so that they're not just another dumb numbered troop on the ground. Um, but you all, you, you see that growth and everything. Cause, cause I was thinking today before starting this, I'm starting to watch this again. I was just like, man, this really is over two hours. I don't know why. And I don't remember why, but here we go. Um, <laughs> but you so. know, what, though, like I was, I was thinking though, like, at, I, I wish more, you know, sci-fi movies would, would take maybe an extra 15 minutes because you're right. Like this is way longer than most, uh, probably should be. Um, you know, probably most clock in, you know, maybe, you know, like 90 minutes tops, like, you know, yeah. you know, you don't want to overstay right. your welcome, that sort of thing. But like this movie shows that you can have a sci-fi movie, but flesh out your characters and spend time on it. Like if you make all those characters interesting in their own right, uh, I, I think it, it really adds to, uh, you know, kind of like the, the weight of the overall like story, you know, like. You're invested in every single character at that point. And so each time someone dies or you lose someone, it really means something to you as the viewer, if that makes sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It had, there's more weight. Right. Yep. 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 Um, I still felt no weight in terms of any of the (laughs) drama between characters, like the romance. Like I don't give a shit about who loves who and this triangle of crap. I Um, did did like the uh, when what's her name gets like friend zoned, like right at the very beginning, like Casper Van Dien was like, "Look, we're just friends, and let's just leave it at that." Like that never happened. For oh, one. you mean like, <laughs> you mean with uh, him and Dizzy Diz? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, early yeah, yeah. on, like when he 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 totally friend zones her, but that I can't imagine that's happened very regularly with like a, a guy like friend zoning a girl like that. And, and that kind of what it was, what made it kind of funny to me. Like I, I really enjoyed that scene. It was pretty awesome. Well, I think it was only in there to emphasize that he really was joining the military to, uh, for a girl. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it was another girl. Um, Not her. yeah. So, uh, let's see here. Yeah. But that, um, yeah, it, it was weird, but at the same time, you know, it rolls around and whatever, and uh, he gets friend zoned, and then he friend zones her <laughs> yeah, back. Yeah. It's weird. Um, Lots of friend unnecessary. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And what's weird with so much friend zoning going around, there's also a lot of sexual tension, like yeah. floating around as well. Like, like, it's weird. Like, so many people are getting friend zoned, but then also people are wanting like bone each other. But it's like. The the person that got friend zoned, then there's another person that's like wanting to get on them. If there's the love triangles going on in this movie, it's right. it's dizzying. Uh, I get it. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, but the like the movie, I the CG is not the CG is actually held up pretty well, and I would say especially well for a mid '90s movie. Yes, uh, I was gonna say that. Like, um, some of the the like the spaceships and stuff aren't 
like great, mm-hmm. um, but I still think they do hold up. But what I think that really does hold up, like are uh, like the the bugs and stuff, like the insects, like those. I think they look great. Uh, the way they animate, uh, they, they still just they look kind of real to me. Like they don't they don't have that like overly fake uh, like CGI look. Yeah, they I, a lot of movies. Even some of the like the the cheaper movies today still have that like really just fake CGI. But they they do a mixture between like uh, CGI and then practical effects. You know, like when they get close up on like uh, some of the characters and stuff like that. Uh, right. But overall, I I think it looks good, man. Yeah, I think it works in their favor that it's insects because most old CGI looks shiny, especially against direct light. So that kind of works out. And the, you know, basically they don't have to like digitize fur or hair onto the bugs. Um, and they are very basic in design as well. Just kind of, uh, these weird, like I couldn't, I guess you'd consider them spiders, but I feel like they move more agile than a spider would or something. But they only have like a praying mantis almost. Yeah, I'd say closer to a praying mantis. Um, mm. But they have these weird. The bug's jaws. The the bug's head is essentially just one big jaw, and it has like two eyeballs, and that's it. Um, almost closer to a beak than a yeah. than a than a muzzle or something. Um, but that's probably also how they got away, or how it why it staged as well as it has, and. You you see the swarms of them and everything, and that even looks good. It's not, and you never. I think if an alien was on screen longer than like five seconds, then it would start to not be believable. Um, yeah. And, and I mean the uh, the basic grunts or tro- trooper aliens or whatever you want to call them. Um, the uh, the drones, I guess I don't know, but they, um, yeah. So that that's aged all right and all those aside from the football the space ball set i think all the actual like ship sets and the the barracks and all those look believable as well um and uh yeah it just it it holds up in that regard i can't speak for the other movies at all um but yeah so the let's see here trying to see where we were that we don't get too far off here uh, oh, okay. Well, yeah. Plot point. Um, this stuff happens, and Rico gets kicked out, but he gets essentially brought right back in because most of planet Earth has been destroyed by those asteroids. So he doesn't have a home to go back to. So even if he wanted to, even if he's kicked out, like I don't know how that would work today. If some, if your home yeah, just wasn't I there, I don't. I don't. I'm not sure if it was. If it wasn't on a global scale. I don't know how things would work out if they would just be like, all right, you're homeless now or what, you know. Um, but it is what it is, you I guess. You got to go home, but you can't stay here, kid. Yeah, no matter what home is. Um, right. Yeah, but like, so we mentioned that uh, you earn your citizenship by joining the army. Um, in the book, uh, oh, well, I'm getting ahead of myself. So what ends up happening, one of his teachers at the beginning is telling him, basically discouraging them from joining up, but he shit gets hit in the fan so high that his teacher from high school is leading the charges again and, like, back in active duty. Um, and then also, I didn't really understand this part, so maybe maybe you can explain this to me. When Okay, so when Rico gets, he's going to get kicked out of the army, he reports to 
his drill sergeant who then reports to another guy. Is he like a corporal or a lieutenant? Or what is his – I don't know what his status yeah, is there. Like, I think like he was essentially kind of like a flight commander. And I, I wasn't thinking so much that he was going to get kicked out. Mm-hmm. Like I think I, I think he was just going to – there was going to be some sort of punishment levied. And I didn't really think that he was going to get kicked out uh, initially. But right. the, um, the guy uh, that was the, like kind of flight commander type dude um, – he oh. was in Breaking Bad, like he, yes. you know, he was uh, the 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 brother-in-law. Yeah, he was the brother. In, he was the brother-in-law who was a cop. Uh, another yeah, yeah. like, holy shit, it's that guy moment or that person <laughs> moment. So exactly, like this is another one, uh, like where I didn't realize this person was in this movie uh, yeah. until I rewatched it, and I'm like, holy shit, like there's so many people in this movie. Um, but he's another guy, like when I had seen it initially. I had no idea who he was. Uh, and then like, you know what, 15, 20 years later, you know, he's part of one of the greatest TV shows of all time. And yeah, crazy. Know, yeah. So it's, it's weird, man. Like how many, you know, notable actors ended up in this movie. Yeah. Well, there's, there's plenty of time for them to do it though at two hours, but that's right. Everyone, gets, <laughs> everyone gets some screen time in this one. Yeah. So, but my, my question though, like he, um, so the drill sergeant, or he uh, basically rips up Rico's orders to be um, not deployed. Shit, what's the word? Uh, not suspended. I don't know. Relieved something. Doesn't matter. Kicked out. Right. Um, yep. But so that – okay, flight commander. So he says to the drill sergeant because the drill sergeant's like, I'm here to – I'm here to – I want I want to see some action or whatever. Like when th- when things are going so bad that planet Earth is under more direct attack and whatever, and right, they need yep. all hands on deck. So he says to the flight sergeant, "Like I'm going to serve again." But the flight sergeant says, "You'd have to go back to private." I didn't really understand that. Is that how that would work, or is that like does that make sense at all? Yeah, like to go from being a drill sergeant to being on active duty, I guess. Yeah, like I I don't think so. No, because usually like. It's just kind of like a special duty that you do, um, you know, like when you go because they, they anyone in, you know, no matter what kind of career field you're in, you can become a drill sergeant. Like if you apply mm-hmm. for it or sometimes you're just involuntarily selected um, and then you have to go do that for like, you know, two or three years and then you can come back to doing you know your, your job again. And so it's not like some sort of like special you know, thing that's like selective to like one, you know, type of like duty or whatever, like any career field can do that. But um, I don't know. It was just a weird situation. The whole, the, it, it, it is very crazy uh, with just how much power that drill sergeant had in actuality. It's very limited in, in kind of like what they're in charge of in terms of like what they can make you do and yeah. what kind of punishment they can kind of inflict on you or whatever. It's crazy. I It just didn't make sense to me that it sounded like he'd have to essentially take a demotion just to serve again. Yeah, yeah. That that doesn't make sense at all. Okay. I It didn't seem normal, but again, I don't know how most things work like that. So um, he does end up go, going back to being active duty and being infantry. Um, I think that was sort of to connect to the original book as well, because in, in Heinlein's book, um, the parents, at least the dad of Rico does not die and he ends up enlisting. And then he ends up being in Rico's platoon. So Rico outranks his own father in the book. 
really, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and that and that was that could have been a really neat like just little you know like kind of side plot type thing. In a yeah, story. it would it would have made the movie much more interesting in that regard because like uh, going back to his parents, they don't care about citizenship. So that's like to say like they don't care about voting or like having any voice essentially in in how the world operates. Almost they would rather just be rich and sit there comfortably. Um, but that's a, and also a weird thing though too because like we equate. Um, being rich with also being politically powerful. Yeah, it's and, weird. And it, you know, and so in this, you know, like new, you know, like civilization almost, um, there's not that connection there. Like they, they're obviously rich, but they have no kind of sway um, from a, like a political standpoint um, at all. So it's, yeah. it's, it's kind of a, it's kind of interesting in a way, like they've somehow in this new you know, civilization, they've eliminated um, the rich from the political, like, spectrum, I guess. Yeah, it's it's weird. They're, all I can see it as is being, like, comfortably neutral, maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but yeah, that, so I think that's, the, it was trying to closely get to that. The, the, um, his drill sergeant, going back to being infantry, ends up saving the civilization essentially of what he finds out later on in the movie. Uh, but I think that's really all they were going for, which is almost a throwaway scene. Cause I, I forgot about that entirely. I thought that somehow Rico was going to get the credit for all of this, but no, it's his general sergeant who's now infantry that went ahead and found the kidnapped, the key brain bug and all of this and everything. Um, so that was the, other than his high school teacher, his high school teacher still outranked him. So other than his high school teacher serving in the field alongside him, the, the, I feel like that uh, his drill sergeant, which is the closest thing to what I thought was what is arguably the most uh, one of the crucial points of plot in the book, because that's like near the end of the book where they're going into battle one more time. And it's not even acknowledged, but like his dad is on the, the drop ship with him, but he's under his son in terms of rank now. Oh my God. That's that, that could have been so good. That could have been a really like, cool moment. I yeah. I don't know if it, if, if maybe they just didn't think that it would fit with the tone of the movie. Like maybe, maybe. that would, maybe it would kind of like take it too far over kind of like the seriousness in it. it like to, to do that well, like you'd want to like really kind of, you know, maybe play it straight in that, in that, sense but it, it, yeah, it, maybe it, it didn't fit it would with the kind of like the the, the kind of like the sat- satirical nature of the movie yeah and i was gonna say maybe it wouldn't fit with the plot of him not having a home to go back to but they could also just right. write that in as a line of like oh he made it out and he didn't have an identity so he joined up and then maybe he realizes dad you know but i don't know maybe they didn't want to get that heady or something i don't know um but yeah, the so it's an action movie, but it takes a while to get there. They give in, they give spurts of action, um, but it is not, it's not as nonstop. And I think that's because they wanted to, they they got to fit the satire in there somehow. Um, another hilarious commercial or fake propaganda thing I thought was when a couple Starship Troopers are at the park with some kids and just letting them play with their guns and then handing out <laughs> handing out live rounds like candy. <laughs> I was laughing at that whole scene, and then the final scene where they're actually, yeah, handing them live rounds. I died. Like, that, I, <laughs> just the absurdity in, in that. Like, I, I love, I, I just, man, that, that was a really, really funny scene. But I, I love how they play that whole type of, like, 
weird, uh, you know, like commercial type thing that they do there. Yeah, over the top propaganda, even for yeah, propaganda's yeah, yeah. sake. Um, so one line when uh, Denise Richards becomes a pilot and she ends up getting to, oh, lo and behold, the same ship as the douchebag that was hitting on her at the football oh, game in high school. Um, yeah, he's a jerk. But I don't. He's I had the to Rob re- Lowe. Like he's basically yeah. Rob Lowe, you know, in Wayne's World. Yes, 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 yes. I um I had to rewind like- a part because there was uh there was a line where they're they're um setting course for something and he leaves it up to her for some reason and and she says she plotted a better trajectory. It's quicker and he says. Three weeks aboard I, – I had to write it down because I did not hear this the way that it's intended first. Or do you know what I'm about to say? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He goes, three weeks ab- aboard a starship, and you think you can uh, you can lick my nabs? I'm like, whoa, what? Whoa, what? <laughs> no. <laughs> and because <laughs> I, I was like, okay, we got to rewind it. And I rewound it. And I heard it again. I'm like, okay, I got to rewind it again and put the subtitles on because it really sounds like he's he's saying that she can lick his nads, his balls, basically. But, but it's actually he's saying you can lick my nabs, N-A-V as in Victor, S, like right. navigational maps, I guess? I guess. I don't know. Did you have that same reaction, though? I did not even pick up on that. That's oh, hilarious. okay. That's all I heard. You think you can lick my nabs? <laughs> Oh, that's great. <laughs> if we if we weren't doing the title of this episode as Starship Troopers Retrospective, it would just be Lick My Navs. <laughs> it should be. Although I, I I did want to say and I forgot to mention it earlier on. Um when I when I told Jamie that we were gonna be doing uh, Starship Troopers uh for this episode, uh she's like, Oh yeah, um I went and watched that uh you know with like one of my friends in high school and we were high when we went and we just ca- kept calling it what was it star shit poopers is what they kept calling it okay at the time. so it was just it it, it it cracked me up but nailed it got them star shit poopers that's i don't know why i didn't think of that i'm sure that <laughs> if it was ever a parody or whatever yeah um and then i and then i countered with shart shit poopers Oh, geez. You wanted to get like the triple entendre there. Yeah. <laughs> like Crash Bandicoot Trilogy with his three fingers also saying includes three games on the cover. Right, right. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, so she's licking his nabs. Um, yep, yep. Close call with an asteroid. She's a wacky pilot who knows how to get things done but has close calls. And who cares? Um uh, so you yeah, also like have backing, backing up that starship. I was like, my ass was puckering at that scene. I'm like, what are you doing? Why, why are you turning so close to that? Like the whole space station. Like yeah. she, she freaked me out in that scene. And she would not like get a second chance from doing that. I don't think, I don't think. It oh would yeah. Be... Like she would be like probably just thrown out in space. Yeah, it's like it's like borderline Bruce Willis rules in terms of keeping his <laughs> uh, job or whatever. I like um, how both like um, like the instructor pilot, you know, like the Rob, the douche Rob Lowe, and yeah. the, like the captain, they just keep exchanging nervous looks, but none of them decide to speak up and be like, "Hey, stop doing this stupid shit!" Yeah, that you're endangering like probably hundreds or if not thousands of people 
aboard these like ships. Like, yeah, she's yeah, she's essentially like backing up a battle cruiser yeah. like it's nothing. <laughs> yeah. So no big oh, deal. Some jets might fall right. off, but we're 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 still good. Yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, brother. Um. So you all, I, I assume, Chris, that you have a death from above tattoo as well. Oh, I have three. Oh, fan. Yeah, nice, fantastic. I have both my nabs. <laughs> uh, so, but you and I do both have tattoos, and during that scene where they're getting their laser tattoos, and douchebag Big Teeth Busey <laughs> pours fucking scotch or something like onto the laser right, yeah. targeted arm, I'm like, dude, so many things would have caught on fire. He would not just still have the same tattoo. He'd have like a scar going up to his neck, like nuts. <laughs> And I, that's when that's that's how it does get very close to the like the dumb shit that people do like in the military like especially when you're that young I could totally see people doing some sort of like backyard tattooing and then someone decides like throw some you know like uh grain alcohol on them and just everyone lights up in you know a giant blaze of fire. Yeah, and instead their tattoo ends up singing <laughs> saying like Live long and improper instead of live long and prosper or something. Right. Yeah. I shart mom. Ex- yes, exactly. Or uh, I can't even think. Of it. There, you see so many of those uh, tattoo fails or whatever online. I can't yep, even think yep, of a yep. specific one right now. No regrets. That's it. That's the big one. Yeah. No yeah. regrets. No regrets. Um, good stuff. Uh, so, yeah, this is it's. I like this movie overall. There's there's some stuff I don't want to get. There's a bunch of things we could spoil, but at the same time, who cares? But I don't know. Like what what else do you think we should let the people know about? Do we like? There's the brain bug and everything. Eventually, there's a, the classic distress signal. But overall, I feel like it's a decent action flick with enough story. Maybe too much story, but I think just enough story. Like I I, I never feel. Like the story starts to become dull uh, because like I, I think that that probably is, um, you know, like credit to a lot of the actors that they they all all the actors like played their character um, well enough that you were interested in like learning more about them. So that so when the movie kind of like was a little heavy on some of the story and stuff like that, uh, I, I think it made sense and i i I think ultimately it it made the movie better i gotcha okay yeah i i think it could i think it could have honestly done without any of the drama like the love drama um there's not even like dizzy's dying scene is kind of sad like not i didn't feel bad for her or i mean i didn't like feel bad that she was dying but i felt bad for her (laughs) as a character with her one of her last lines um and uh, which is also a shame because I felt like she was one of the stronger characters in this movie. Yeah, um, yeah, totally. Like she was, she was like one of the the most badass of all the characters, and she was just like kind of that steadfast, you know, like uh, soldier that is just solid all around. Like she was always there. She was always kicking ass. And yeah, kind of the way she died, I I, I did feel bad for her, you know, because. On a number of levels, but I, I like her character, though. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. She. But what's she... funny, Jamie hated her. She did tell oh, me that. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, because she <laughs> apparently she didn't like her because like she was like basically trying to get uh, Casper Van Dien to cheat on his girlfriend the whole time early mm. on. So she's like, oh, she's a hoe. But um, so yeah. Jamie, Jamie apparently did not did not like her. But I had like the opposite thing. Like I really did like her. I thought she was she was more looking out for his best interests because she knew that Denise Richards was a scandalous uh, ratchet hoe. <laughs> All right. Um, the, those her her words, not yours, or no, that was her words, not mine. That, okay, yeah, gotcha. Uh, yeah, yeah. It the um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't feel like the the drama was needed, but I, it, it you, certainly could have done without the drama, and it would have been perfectly fine. You yeah, know, it, it, it helped. Like... A, it helped some character development, but at the same time, we didn't. I don't know. Uh, Neil Patrick Harris's character, though, he comes back and does and say... And totally a Nazi, like, basically. They look like it. Their, <laughs> yeah, their suits yeah. as the military intelligence definitely look like those. Uh, why, 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 what was going on there, man? Like, when you know. are just doing, like, kind of costume design? Like, why make him... I, I get that maybe it's, like, dark and kind of gothic, I guess, to, to, like, oh, it's, like, this weird you know, like psychological branch or whatever. Um, and so you want to make them like kind of look brooding, but they would made them look straight up like SS, like officers. Yeah. And they didn't, I don't feel like they needed to. I don't, I, I understand that they wanted to show the different ranks with their uniforms. Yeah. Um, but also, but at the same time, if you had everyone wearing their blues, they don't, not everyone's blues look different. They're all going to look the same. So it didn't, I, I do want to say, though, that's one of the things I think this movie does really well is show um, the different type of uniforms that the military wears like throughout it. Uh, Mm -hmm. In addition to like different branches and other things like that, I thought that was done really well. Um, Some of the choices I probably wouldn't have done, like, you know, case in point, the Neil Patrick Harris showing up in like SS garb. But I do think it was kind of neat that they pulled like from different um, like countries and like if kind of like hmm. a global uh, like kind of like uniform because there's a lot of different like uniforms throughout this movie yeah. and I think that was like one of a you could just tell like a lot of thought went in to just the not only like the the the, the different characters and stuff but also just from a wardrobe standpoint like right. I think they did a really good job there yeah yeah again just making it believable and not mm-hmm. showing the budget with with those yeah um. The so what I was gonna say though when his character shows up the last time, um, Rico's going through the caverns and uh, his ex now ex girlfriend she launches an escape pod or flies an escape pod intentionally into the hive or whatever and it's a rescue mission now to find her. They come to a literal fork in the tunnels. Rico sends the squad to the left because that's the mission, but he goes to the right. And Ace is like, what are you doing? You're going against the mission and getting in trouble for that, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And Rico's like, I don't know. Something's just telling me to go that way. And it's not his soldier's gut. It's not like intuition or anything. We find out later that Neil Patrick Harris sent him a psychic signal to go down that fucking tunnel. And I'm just like, you're just going to breeze over that? Yeah. Like, I wish, though, that, like, there was it, – it just would have, like, allowed his character to kind of um, carry that along. You know, Show because... that he's growing more. 
Yeah, and not not only that, but like maybe show that you know he himself even has some psychic powers, which was hinted earlier in the movie, I guess. But you know, like they they never really kind of called back to that at all. So mm-hmm. I don't even know why you even need that whole scene like in it, other than maybe to establish that there's some psychic type stuff going on within the. Humans. I think maybe they threw it away, threw away the idea that NPH was like a a dog whisperer or ferret or animal whisperer. Cause he does put his hand on the brain bug and says like, it's afraid. And that's the big moment for them. Like anyone could kind of see that looking at the brain bug. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 So that was kind of weird. I, uh, thought, I thought the brain bug looked really good too, though. Like it, for like, as close up of, as they had it and stuff. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. There's a lot of close ups. Um, aside from the it, it, aside from the vagina face, but yeah, it oh yeah, I that mean it's, it's very unsettling. Uh-huh. Um, but there's like it, the one scene though too where um it's like starts sucking like Rob Lowe's like brains or whatever. Yeah. Um, that's a really cool um like mix between CGI and practical effects because as his uh you know like body is getting sucked, like you can see it's just like his face and everything is getting like almost like sucked inward it's so gross looking yeah like but I scanners thought that was, or something almost yeah 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 i thought it was just a really cool practical effect um done really really well so whoever was like working on that side of things i think knocked out of the park that was one of my favorite quotes was when they find one of the soldiers with the hole in his head and someone's like it sucked his brains out and <laughs> <laughs> that got me pretty good yeah, um, that was great uh but the oh shoot, there was something I was gonna mention with somebody else's death or something now, and it's completely oh. left me. I can't remember. Oh 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 oh. So Rico, his ex girlfriend looks her up for looks him up looks up Rico. Denise Richards looks up Rico, and it says killed in action. Excuse me, and that's when he's in the tank of Ecto and getting his leg healed, and then they they hold up his KIA papers. Uh, Ace does, and he's like, you're dead, bro, or something like that, and they laugh about it. That never plays a part, plot-wise. Why did that even happen? I I feel like whoever edited this movie, like, they they just took out too much stuff, because um, they should have... If if they're going to take out, like, different plot points, that I, I assume that the reason why these disjointed scenes are in the movie is because they were like leading to like a sub thread in the overall story and that maybe they just cut out the resolution to that later on because they just figured it didn't work, but they should have cut these parts out too. So you could just make the whole movie feel more kind of like seamless rather than having these like disjointed, you know, plot points that never get resolved anywhere else in the movie. Yeah. It just, it seems like they were trying to show, that his death is important and but he's really alive but it wasn't like he was like the secret double agent that needed to be believed to be dead right. and that, yeah yeah <laughs> there was no consequence to him being KIA not yeah not because he so. wasn't yeah, it, it, yeah, I don't know, but you, I, I, I would believe that what you said with them wouldn't having to cut stuff. Really funny, it would have been really funny though if, um, after he's healed, he comes back to report in, and they're like, "Oh, wait, you were KIA." And he's like, "Well, I'm here. I'm not dead." And they're like, "Okay, well, we've already processed your paperwork, so you're actually 
you, you've been uh, like uh, separated from the service. If you want to come back in, we can sign you back up, but you got to start out as a private. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. And so he has like go back in rank yet again. And it's just for like some sort of stupid clerical error this time. And that, yeah, that just keeps happening. He accidentally yeah, gets filed as dead. He just keeps getting, getting demoted like back in rank throughout the whole movie. And that could have been just this like ongoing like side you know, like comedic <laughs> plot point, <laughs> like the fucking like office space where he he was fired years ago, but glitch and payroll, right. he's still getting paid. <laughs> Even up to to the end of the movie, like when he's doing all these heroic things, like yet he's getting blamed for like other failures elsewhere that aren't entirely at all like his responsibility, but yet he just gets demoted for it. So he's doing Jeez. all these like great things, but he just keeps getting blamed for it. Oh, yeah. that could have that could have been great that yeah there was also one of the four people that got tattoos i don't even remember one of the that one character like from any other part in the movie except for maybe the shower scene that is not diz and not ace and not rico but he also gets a tattoo i don't remember at all it's the asian guy like who gets like chopped up later on it's oh that might have been it yeah it's just it's weird because they try to emphasize death or the importance of a character's death so much in these different battles, but it happens so often that it's like, should I have cared about him or her? You know? Yeah. And, 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 and what does it say about me if I did it? Right. Yep. That's the deeper <laughs> question. Yeah. Right. Um, I'm double. I don't think there's much else to discuss, uh, other than, so we got some questions and some listener feedback. Um, so we'll get into that now. I'll also say, there, I found a trailer for a new Starship Troopers game called uh, Terrain Command or Terran Command. I'm not sure about the word. Sorry, but it's apparently coming out in 2020 on PC. Really? Yeah, that's but, the year in which we're in currently. Yeah, and I don't understand how that's going to happen. But <laughs> maybe um, Steam. I I don't know. Like that's probably the safe bet. Maybe. Yeah. The upvoted comment, of course, is someone asking, "Would you like to know more?" Um, <laughs> Well played. So, factoids and stuff, I apologize. I did not look those up ahead of time as much. Um, So let's go into the Facebook responses. We had a friend of the site, my buddy Anthony. He said, this movie is one of the greatest acts of satire ever released, and it's one of my favorite movies. I am really excited that you are watching it. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it is something. And then uh, Jason M. says... I only have one rule. Everybody fights. No one quits. You don't do your job. I'll kill you myself. Do you get me? I love it. And uh, in the Discord, we did have some questions. Uh, Sarnex or Caesar, he asked favorite quote from the film. So do you do you have one, Chris? Oh, God. I, sh- I should have looked at that beforehand. Um, mine, mine is still, uh, he had his brain sucked out. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. I, I don't know. I, I, I can't name something offhand. Um. The uh, some people actually replied in the Discord. Um, BB Quattro said, "Let me tell you something. I'm from Buenos Aires, and I say kill them all." <laughs> that is a good one. It makes no sense whatsoever. But like, like, yeah. is, what what is the consequence of being from Buenos Aires? Is are you like just crazy or something? Like, well, what, that's, what does that that's even when mean? His, that's when his entire <laughs> town and home was blown up. Then, so after that, they were being interviewed. There, some. Uh, reporter was like walking around the barracks and interviewing different people, and and Rico bumps in. And he's like, "Let me tell you something. I'm from Buenos Aires, and I say kill them all." 
Um, oh, I love it. That was great. Everything's bigger in Buenos Aires. But <laughs> I guess uh, so. <laughs> Ichabod Brain says in the Discord, the only good bug is a dead bug. Um, that's his favorite quote. Um, the Oh, and he also has a question. Did you know there are Starship Troopers games? Have you played them? And we sort of answered that, that we have not, did not know they existed, unless you count the Earth Defense Force series. That's essentially... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is a that is pretty much Starship Troopers the game. Um, there's like although nine I've, of those. I've only played like one of those games like a long time ago. They're pretty um, bare bones, but they're uh, good with buddies. Uh, I've I've I own a good bit of them, and it was a it it was one of those things where I saw it as a budget game on the cover for sure, and it was like twenty bucks for a three sixty game. I'll try this out, and it's you you run around as a trooper blowing up bugs. You get different weapons, and later. Later iterations, you have different classes like flying around or the tank form, or just like the heavy duty guy, heavy weapons guy, and stuff. It, it's good if you've got buddies to play with. I'm I'm surprised we haven't done a stream yet of it, of a bunch of us playing it. So that might need to happen. Now, are there are there games that support like online play and everything? Yeah, all of them do. Oh, nice. Um, Why maybe not we the. I don't know. Uh, that'll probably have to happen. So thank you for reminding us of that, Ichabod. Um. Yeah, I haven't tried any of the other the legit licensed games though. I don't. It looks like they're mainly strategy or RTS. That might be why they flew under my radar. No pun intended, but uh, just not super into those. So that's probably why I haven't seen them or anything. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't think it doesn't look like we have any other questions. Um, did you think of a quote or want to latch on any of those or anything, Chris? No, some man. I, I just I'm drawing a blank. Like I I I I I don't know any quote, but some of the ones that they picked were great though. Like they're they're they're. This is a very quotable movie. I just can't come up with one offhand. Um, but think you can lick my nabs? I would lick your nabs. Yep. Nope, that's not. That wasn't my question. <laughs> I thought maybe it, that I one's my it, favorite. So you're saying it was rhetorical? Yes, it's assumed. Yeah, um, well, okay. <laughs> oh, the, there was. I, I do remember another line that I wrote down when they were the big news report was coming over that most of Earth was getting destroyed, and Rico's walking up, and uh, and uh, everybody's watching the TV, and then Rico walks up, and uh, he's like, "What's going on? What happened?" And some random girl, to I don't remember if she's ever introduced or whatever, but she just says, "Goddamn bugs whacked us, Johnny." <laughs> 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 I should have should have taken the timestamp on that one. But... Oh, now we got to go back and watch that that scene. That's, that... That's uh, whacked us good. <laughs> so, if only, we, yeah. The do we want to? Does this one need a rating? It sounds like we'd both probably. Would you recommend this to our our listeners? You think? A hundred percent. Like, uh, I'm going to give this a good four out of five. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um. I, I, we, we, you know, we suggest, we say drink responsibly, but a drinking game that I played with this movie with somebody, actually, Anthony was one of them, uh, at his apartment, we drank every time they said, would you like to know more? And that happens a lot in the beginning of the movie and then never again. So (laughs) that might be how I don't remember this movie being that long is we enjoyed that game. And then we just kind of brainlessly watched the rest of the action. Um, so that could be a fun game to play responsibly with your friends in the safety of your own home. Um, or whatever. It's a watch party. It's, it's watch party time. Maybe get some buds together like that. 
yeah. uh, watch some Starship Troopers and then never watch any of the other. Have you seen any of the other movies? I started watching one of them and I didn't make it more than like, I think 10 minutes in before I'm like, whatever. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm changing the channel. It looks like of the, so it looks like Johnny or Juan D. Rico is in all of them except for the second film. Uh, he's even in the anime series, the OVA, but, and he actually is voiced. He's portrayed by Casper Van Dien in Starship Troopers one in three and then in both animated films, Invasion and Traitor of Mars, which is the most recent. And then he did do... Oh, he did a different character's voice, but he did a character's voice in Roughneck's Starship Trooper Chronicles. So he's he's been the only semi-constant thing in this whole uh, He's. I mean, I, I, I can see him... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see him being kind of like the, the, the main protagonist that needs to kind of continue to be associated with this whereas everyone else i mean denise richards i don't know what she ended up doing with her career but uh, i don't think she was in like too many sci-fi films for this one Mm, no uh i was trying to see what else she has done a lot of these people overall went on to do tv stuff not too many other movies or or made for tv movies um herself included i don't think she's Apparently got like 13 projects in pre-production or something crazy, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, so, we'll see how many of those come to fruition. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so we both would recommend it. Uh, and, you know, definitely go check it out and let us know what you guys think when you come back to us. But how, what do you want to, do you have any ideas for our next feature something? What is, Oh man, um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, do we were we're throwing out Wreck It Wreck It Ralph, but Wreck It Ralph, uh, <laughs> but Wack It Ralph, Wack It Ralph. There's whack plenty. Wolf. We uh, the list has tons of stuff still. Any of the goddamn Resident Evil movies, um, you know. Well, we've always... only done the the first one. We've um, only done the first one. Uh, we've done, uh, or there, there's a ton of, uh, spooky movies, horror movies and the like. Um, we don't have to come up with it now. Uh, I just wasn't sure if you had any, maybe anything you were bouncing around in the old melon. Um, the one thing that Graham mentioned the other day, oh, uh, no. that I was, I was talking to him. Um, I will say that it's an Uwe Boll movie. Oh no. Oh, right. <laughs> Hear me out. We have not discussed it uh, like previously. I don't, I don't think we've even discussed it at all that we would even do this movie. But um, it was uh, what was it uh, in the name of the king? Oh, that one. The one that what the one that the, he what, mentioned on the last podcast with the, Jason what was Statham. The, it was the Jason Statham. Yeah, it and, is in the name um, of the king. But what what um like uh um. Uh, video game franchise was that based on oh uh was it oh dungeon sheet uh dungeon siege yeah done oh okay what the fuck of course yeah. it's not a, an original idea or story at all nope yeah it's um i don't know what why they decided to name it that way that's kind of weird but um 
Yeah. It like, wouldn't surprise that, me if like the company wouldn't give him the rights to name it Dungeon Siege. <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, but Developed he, by Gas Powered Games. It is. I mean, we got Jason Statham, uh, Ray Liotta. We got Ron Perlman in here. Like, there's a lot of named actors. Oh, uh, John Rhys Davies of Slider fame. Ooh. Uh, we got to do it at that point. Sheesh. We got Matthew Lillard, Rustana Loken. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Burt Reynolds. Claire Polani. Will Sanderson. Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds. Oh, God. I mean, what are we even doing if we're not going to do... In the name of the game. Like, probably, why are we even doing this? Probably living better, but whatever. <laughs> we can do that. Just, I, we don't have to, Scotty, but it's just, you ask me, and I'm giving you some ideas. Uh, yeah, I'm asking for it, I think is what yeah. <laughs> it comes down you, to. You ask me, and you ask me, like, what I think we should do, and it's always going to be really bad movies. Yeah. I, I, I get a sick, like, some sort of, like, just weird like like fascination with just watching bad movies they're fun for me and so you ask me and i'm gonna probably throw out a bad movie and i (laughs) i enjoy them as well i'm a huge mst fan but i i have felt like the cast of mst giving with my will slowly breaking sometimes with some of these you know what would be a fun one one of these days um also is uh big trouble little china oh geez that is a great movie uh, I I I think we'd be hard pressed to find someone that did not like it to sit on the podcast with us. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I mean, um, for me, like I always associated that with like uh like the Mortal Kombat franchise because I felt hmm. like they they pulled a lot from that movie. Um, yeah, and so I I think there's a lot of video game elements uh in that, and I think it could make a lot of sense for us to do that one of these days. So okay. I would love to do that one of these days. I'll add it to the docket. We'll make a note of it here. Big Trouble in Little China. And I think they're do- like they're starting work on a sequel, too. Nah, I fucking know. They don't. Starring The Rock. I mean, Rock. they're doing a sequel on everything, right? Yeah, but it's going to be The Rock. The Rock is not like Kurt Russell. Or wait. Yeah, is it Kurt Russell? Yep. I'm so bad with names. Yeah, I was going to try is... to make you believe it was Burt Reynolds. Oh, no. <laughs> but like he's a believable everyman who becomes a hero. The Rock right. is not a yep, believable yep, yep. everyman. He is the least everyman-looking dude in Hollywood right now. <laughs> true, very true. Okay, so here, uh, I'm going to put you on the spot, like you put me on the spot earlier with that damn quote. Okay. Um, uh, who would you cast, then, to play a current-day um, Kurt Russell? And you can't say uh, Chris Pratt. Oh, shit. He would have been good. <laughs> um. And Kurt Russell is known for like doing his impressions of other actors for his roles. Um, jeez, I don't know. Maybe like a John Krasinski or something. You know what? That that could that that I don't I don't know if he's got. I've well, I've, I've not seen him in the um, Tom Clancy movie. I forget what it's called. So I don't know. My how wife given... really likes it. I I watched it a little bit. Um, yeah. it's good, but like uh. So he's like an action kind of. I mean, he's also done what is it, the Quiet Place or whatever. Um, yeah, so he's right. done that. Um, so he's impressed me with kind of his action chops as a late. Like he's, I, I would not have thought that um, Jim would be an action star. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, like so, so. I don't know. 
No, no one from. Uh, I'm looking at lists here. And I'm like, not Robert Downey Jr. No, not Matthew McConaughey. Like, no, nobody, no Marvel star needs to be it. It needs to be somebody that doesn't. Matthew done Broderick. It. Yep, he's getting up there. <laughs> yeah, he is. I could honestly see now that I look at this, like Woody Harrelson could maybe do it, but I'll, I'll stick with John Krasinski he's for the moment. He's almost as old as Kurt Russell, I think. Oh, really? Probably, maybe. <laughs> he probably is. He somehow doesn't look. He's he's one of the mythical has not aged much people. All right, I guess we're gonna do the in the name of the king. We're gonna drag Graham on for that <laughs> yeah. one. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, we have to because he was the one. He he's got. A, I think he's got a lot to say about it. Um, he better. And maybe um, maybe he's gonna come to Uwe Boll's defense because um, he's uh, like a, a fellow European, and so maybe he's gonna like kind of be on the opposite end of the spectrum and he's going to come and believe in that Uwe Boll is like one of the greatest directors who's ever lived. Uh, okay. <laughs> it's got a 3.8 out of 10 on IMDb. Hell uh, yeah. Great. <laughs> Fantastic. Yep. So I think that's going to just about do it for the sideshow this week. Um, we mentioned what we're doing next time. Um, and you know, we don't mention it a whole lot, but there is a new issue of mega visions out right now and you Patreons get this podcast first. So you know, what's going down. Do you need to say anything else about that though, Chris related to that? Sure. Uh, all of the issues have gone out now. And so if you have not yet received it, you will soon receive it for all of our, uh, Patreon, uh, subscribers. And it's also going to be going live on our website here within this next week. Uh, so those of, uh, you know, those people who subscribe to our Patreon after kind of like the deadline for this issue, uh, they can go and and purchase it uh, directly from our website. And then also just other people who, uh, you know, kind of find uh, Megavisions and just are looking to start buying some back issues. We have um, issues uh, still of issue eight, and then we're going to be bringing issue nine uh, you know, online this week as well. So you can get both issue eight and issue nine directly from our website. Whoop, whoop. There we go. And that's megavisionsmag.com if we hadn't said it already. Yes. If you're not already on the Patreon, listen to it through there, listening to this through there. Yeah. That's where you'll get that stuff. Uh, and did you mention the posters or how those are, are those going to be available or anything? Yes, we're bringing uh, the uh, uh, April O'Neil like portrait with uh, a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle kind of uh, aesthetic to it. Um, we have this awesome 11 by 17 poster that Sketchcraft did for this past issue. So we're going to have that separately on the, the website as well. So I, I should have mentioned that, uh, but thanks for um, bringing that up. So we'll have that as a separate purchase. Uh, so if you want, uh, we can bundle that all together. Um, if you want to, you know, pick up issue nine and then get that uh, April O'Neil poster, we'll bundle it all together for you and uh, ship it out. So you can get all of your, uh, you know, Megavisions needs right from there. Boom. There you go. That's going to do it, though, everybody. Uh, thank you for joining me today, Chris. It's been my pleasure. I can't wait to enlist and become a citizen once again. Someday. I'll get there someday as well. So uh, I, we are out of here, guys. Um, if you'd like to know more, you know how to now. See ya. That's right. Bye. Up, over, and gone. <laughs>